The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I am joined by Alison Chavez, who is a prosperity and success coach for ambitious, God-centered women. Now, I say this every time, I'm always excited to talk to new people. And the reason I'm excited to talk to Alison today is because I've never met her before and it's new people in this in this line of work. And also, I want to be able to talk to her today about money. Now, I know a lot of you that listen to my podcast love money. Who doesn't love money? And I think before we press record, Alice and I had a little chat and I thought, why don't we just talk about how money actually works and a bit more you know, depth into that? Because there is some fears still around earning money, spending money. And I personally can vouch for those feelings as well of being spiritual and taking money to help people. You know, it's been big, big challenge for me. So hi, Alison. Welcome to The Conscious Convo. Oh, my word. Pippa, thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I, I just, ugh, there's so many avenues we could go down. Um, Just my, my head's exploding with different paths to take right now. But I think first off, always to introduce yourself. How did you get into this work? Uh, and, and where are you from? And just a bit about yourself. Well, I am from the base of the Rocky Mountains in Salt Lake City, Utah, in the States. I've been in the online space for over 10 years, and I actually got into this space through energy work, something similar to what you do, just through energy healing. And I would do one-off sessions with clients, and I found that they kept coming back for the same things over and over and over again for me to clear for them. And I was like, their body is not calibrating to this higher vibration that we keep trying to calibrate them to, they need some, they need some extra tips for how to think and how to be in the proper mindset so that they can sustain this higher vibration and stay calibrated to it. And so I started studying the mind. I started studying mindset. I've always loved universal laws. And so I, I just pulled that in and then I realized, oh, I think they need to spend a little bit more time than just an hour with me. Let's, let's spend some time together and journey together for a little while so I can help them with things. I can ask question. So it just kind of blossomed into a mentoring program. And I loved so much journeying with women. Um, It is such an honor and such a fun privilege to be able to be part of somebody's journey um, that it's just 
continued to grow. And, you know, I built my business to multiple six figures in just over two years. And I was in hustle and struggle and grind and terror that I was going to screw up and, um, fearful that I was going to lose my money. I was in anxiety all the time. And, uh, because your, your reality will always reflect your inner programs, <laughs> my business began to tank. And so I worked harder and the harder I worked, the faster it fell. And when the dust finally settled and we hit rock bottom called a chapter 13 bankruptcy, I realized, holy cow, I created this and I didn't mean to. I wonder if I can create my way out of this. And once I had finally like stopped beating myself up and making myself wrong and judging myself, I really think that's when God and my angels were like, and she's ready. Let's <laughs> get her on the field and let's do this. Because like I was teaching manifestation. I was teaching mindset. I knew what I was teaching was true. And I knew that I was the linchpin and I was the problem as to why it wasn't actually working. And so I, I kind of put my business on the side burner for just a little bit and just started getting my head wrapped around how money actually works. And there were three things that God had to teach me. He had to teach me how to balance masculine and feminine energy and lead in feminine energy. So I got out of hustle and grind. I had to learn how to reprogram my subconscious beliefs. And I had to learn how money actually works on a spiritual and an energetic level so that I would get out of fear of spending it or fear of losing it and guilt when I would spend it. And those three things I learned in the very short amount of time. And within six months, I'd gone from a chapter 13 bankruptcy to $232,000 in our account. I'd gone from six clients to 97. I had transformed my body because I'd gained 45 pounds. So within four and a half months, I had released all of that weight. That was almost four years ago. I've kept that off. It, from, from four years till now, we've actually grown to multiple millions. Um, it, it, it's just, it's been absolutely miraculous. And I still have to remind myself almost every day how money actually works. So I just want everybody to know that I'm a work in progress as well. And we were talking before we started the recording about like, oh, call, I feel guilty about spending money. And like, who doesn't want wealth? Every person wants wealth, but we feel guilty about it. We feel fearful of losing it. And I, and I still have those tendencies as well, just because of the way our brains are wired. So just know that you're going to continue to grow and continue to, to find new levels and new devils and, and all of those things. But when you can really get a grasp on how money actually works, it will really, it will change the way you show up for money, which will then allow money to change how it shows up for you. And it will literally just open up those floodgates for you. And I'm the same. Like I go through so many peaks and mm -hmm. it's crazy because I, I'd say three, four years ago, I got into that real rut of self-pity you know I saw all these oh. other coaches and healers <laughs> earning six figures and I was like I'm here trying my little trying my hardest to and there's the key word trying trying yep. my hardest to to earn these 5k months that coaches would you know put these little things out like programs earn 5k months consistently and if I didn't I would feel like a failure I would feel like I'm doing something wrong that um, this isn't meant for me. So then I, I would, you go into it, honestly, the ego puts you into that little hole yes. of, you know, am, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right career for me? Should I just go and get a nine to five? And it was always just, oh, it was just, it was like a cycle for me. It was a total cycle. And over the last year or so, 
I'm a, obviously my listeners know what I've been through with with my husband being apart from him. We were separated because of the border closures with COVID, and we went through so many healing you know healing journey together and separately. Now I'm at a place where you know sometimes it creeps in. You know the the anxiety mm-hmm. does sometimes creep in. Mm-hmm. Again, a work in progress. We all are a work in progress, and I think for me it's just understanding that it, it's it's about flow. And it's also about, it's a, it's the balance, isn't it? It's a balance of, you said, hustle, but not like hustling to you drained. So it's taking inspired action because I feel like if something's forced, if if something feels forced to me, I just, I run the other way. I, I just, I, I can't do that forceful, that forceful energy where if it feels good for me and it feels like I'm getting joy from it, and it doesn't it doesn't feel like icky or oh I, I feel in, in more flow. And I think since being in New Zealand as well, with a you know, new community, I'm a new person. I did feel like that newbie when you start a new school, you know, trying to make friends. I'm the newbie in, in town. And so I've been working through a little bit of anxiety over that, which has been really good, you know, for me and healing. But where I'm at right now is I just know where I'm at, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think. I'm going to learn from you today, which is great and definitely given me some insight to how money works. You know, I grew up with a wealthy family as well. So there were a lot of beliefs and limiting beliefs around having wealthy parents, you know, from being bullied for being wealthy, things like that, which I've, you know, I've dealt with. And that's definitely been an insightful journey. But when you say there's someone listening right now, Alison, who is rock bottom, they've can't pay the bills they don't know what to do what would you, what advice would you give to them when it comes to money because they will think that money is is they'll be not connected to money right now will they they'll just be in that desperate lack energy won't they which I've been in before you know and it's it's really hard yeah well and it just perpetuates the hard because what you do is you get into chasing mode and what happens when you chase something flees from you. Like you're literally repelling money from you when you're in that desperate, that desperate anxiety, that desperate kind of energy. And I say this with so much compassion because I've absolutely been there. I mean, you don't, you don't hit a chapter 13 bankruptcy without a lot of desperation going on. It wasn't like, you know, we were in a financial free fall for two and a half years and I was desperate to, you know, get money. And it was just, yeah. So I understand that. And when we hit rock bottom with that, what I had to what I had to do was rebuild my foundation, which my foundation had to be my connection to source and not my connection to money. And this is, this is the, the fundamental problem that people have is that they think money is source and money isn't source. Money is a channel source for me. Source is God. It, source can be infinite intelligence. It can be universe, whatever you think source, whatever your vocabulary is for source. That's what we need to connect with because when you're connected to true source, you're connected to limitless supply. And when you're connected to it, it means you have access to it. But we want money, like we act as if money is our source instead of money being a channel. And this is what it looks like. We get really, really nervous when we see the bank account going lower. Oh no, we need to figure out how to make some more money. That's when we made money source instead of money being a channel. But if you are connected to your source and you're connected to limitless supply, 
When money dries up from a specific channel, you understand that, oh, this means that God actually has an easier, faster, more fun way for money to come to me. And there's a skill he wants me to learn. So he's actually shutting down this channel because the channel was way too comfortable, or I had already outgrown this channel, or it had served its purpose for me. And now he wants me to grow. And, and that was, that was what happened with me. Um, but not, but not when we got, not when we were like at that rock bottom, when I had to lay down the new foundation, it was what's working for me right now. Um, we have to get ourselves out of that sense of free falling financially. And we can do that. We, we do that with our thoughts. And so when I would be in all this anxiety around money, it didn't matter. I could tell myself all day long that I'm rich and I'm wealthy and God has my back. And it just, it, it didn't help my anxiety anymore. It, it actually just created a, a, an argument in my mind because then my mind was like, you have no money. You can't even pay your bills. What do you mean you're wealthy? And so like, I put all of those useless affirmations away. They were useless at the time. And I just had to get my bearings for right now in the moment. All right. What is working for me right now? How am I already wealthy right now? That has nothing whatsoever to do with money. I remember it was a very, very cold day in December and I was actually driving to an event and I was emceeing that event. And I was, I was like my tears, I was choking back tears as I was, as I was getting in the car. And I was like, I have got to change this fast. I have no business being on a stage right now, helping people have high energy when all they want to do is sob. So I thought, okay, what's, what is working for me right now in this moment? Well, I was in a, I was in a car that was comfortable. All right. That's working for me right now. I at least had enough gas to get me to the event and home from the event. So that was working for me right now. I could turn on the stereo and get music that I enjoy listening to. That was working for me. I could turn on the heat and the heat worked. Uh, and we actually had like heated leather seats. And so I could turn on the seats and then my butt would be warm. And I'm like, man, I can face anything if I have a warm butt. And so like that was working for me. And even though it was a really, really cold day, it was a clear day. The sky was blue. It was gorgeous outside. So that was working for me. It was early in the morning, so there was no traffic. So like I found all of these mundane everyday things that had nothing to do with how much was in my bank account or what my worth was with what was just what was working for me. And it was very interesting because I looked at the clock when I started this little experiment. And then I looked at the clock again when I started feeling better. And it took two minutes, two, not two hours, two minutes before I started feeling settled. I wasn't fighting the tears anymore because I didn't need to. I started feeling grounded. I started feeling like I was being taken care of, like I wasn't alone in all of this. And so that is where I started. And, and that's if, if there's somebody that is at rock bottom, bottom, that's where you need to start is, all right, what's, what's working for me right now? As you get grounded in that and that becomes your new foundation, then you can build on that with, all right, only good can come of this. Only good can come of this. Where is the good in all of this right now? Whether it's financial financial challenges or relationship adversity or any of those things that are going on. But since we're talking money right now, like, okay, only good can come of this. One thing, one comfort I did take in the bankruptcy was that we couldn't go any lower. Like we had found the absolute bedrock of our finances. So the only place we could go was up. 
Now, the next thing that I did was I, I would look at all around me and I, it's like, your mind has to make connections. You, you got to make connections with wealth about ways you're already wealthy. It, it's one of the ways that you can start changing your subconscious beliefs because your mind will, will filter out anything that doesn't line up with its core beliefs. And if your core belief is I never have enough money or I can never get ahead, then your mind will filter out opportunities to grow, opportunities to make money. You won't ask for a raise, even though you know you deserve it. You have a very hard time asking for help. Um, you feel guilty taking money or charging what you're worth because of this belief. So, so your brain will actually filter out any anything that is contrary to what your, your belief is. And so I wanted to change my belief that I'm already wealthy and God wants me to be wealthy. And so I would, I would do the same kind of thing. I would look around in my environment and I would be like, my toes are warm. Again, it was super, super cold. I took a job as a crossing guard. And so I was out in the cold twice a day, but my toes were warm because I had good socks and I had good boots. And I was like, my toes are warm. This means I'm rich. And this means God wants me to be rich. And I would literally tell myself that like out loud, I would speak softly to myself to just remind myself and, oh, it's a clear blue sky. And God knows how much I love a blue sky. This means I'm rich and God wants me to be rich. And then I would, then I would, when I felt, when I felt grounded in that, then I would look at my bank account, no matter how much was in there, I would say, we have enough to pay part of our phone bill. This means I'm rich. This means God wants me to be rich. So whether we could pay for it outright, like we never had a problem making our house payments. So we were never in danger of losing our home, but like we could pay for part of the electric bill. So I, I was really grateful for that. And this means I'm rich. And this means God wants me to be rich. And this sounds like so simplistic, but this is foundational to get you to feel secure, to get you out of that downward spiral of scarcity and utter terror actually, and, and start like lifting yourself up and getting yourself out of that hole. Because I'll tell you what, in this global climate we live in right now, the world is not going to help you to feel empowered. That's not the role of the world. In fact, the world wants you disempowered because it's so much easier to control somebody who's disempowered and in fear and is always looking outside themselves for a handout or for the solution or the money or validation or whatever. It's so easy to control a person who's like that than it is to control somebody who's like, actually, I don't, I don't need a stipend from any government. I don't need a handout from anybody. If I need to work four jobs right now, I'm going to be in gratitude that I can work four jobs right now and create some multiple streams of income because I got this. I don't need anybody outside myself to save me because I don't need saving. I love that. I was just, when you were talking about the looking for the little things when you're in the car, the radio, the heated seats. Mm -hmm. It's like looking for the gratitude, isn't it? Of, of what you have instead of what you don't have. Yeah. You know, and that's that's been a, a definite huge practice for me in, in gratitude. You know, for me, I'll just be, my, my audience know I'm very authentic. I don't hold anything back. The reason I struggled with accepting money is because I grew up in a wealthy family and I always thought that I would never have my own wealth because mommy and daddy will always save me because that was what my bullies would say to me. Yep. You'll never yep. have to work hard in your life because daddy will always save you. Uh, you know, you're a daddy's girl. Uh, daddy will buy your first car. And, you know, they're probably right because he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> but at this, in the same sense, I would feel guilty. And we're going to move on to that question in a second. But I would feel guilty for having wealth where I looked at people who had 
didn't have like three, four holidays a year, you know, couldn't vacation to Disney every year in Florida. didn't have cruises with parents, didn't live in a big, big, you know, detached house in the UK. It was, and I just felt guilty for having more. And, and I told myself that there's definitely, there's definitely stuff for me to work on. And that's why I'm glad this is all coming up because there's definitely stuff. I always feel like I don't need to work hard it's weird. It's such a, cause my, so my parents, my, my dad predominantly had his own business and he's worked hard. You know, he's, he's, he's earning great money now and he's going to retire soon. He's built a, a great business and I worked for him 15 years. And there's something around watching my dad from a young age. Cause he went from working in an office to working from home. So obviously I want to be able to have my own business and be that businesswoman. And I went to university and I was a good girl and I went to do my, my business degree. And even though I didn't really want to do it, I just thought I had to do it because I might take over my dad's business one day. And that's mm-hmm. not the path obviously anymore, but it just, everything's kind of coming full circle for me now. Like when I think of money and what's quite funny is I said to my husband last night, you know, we can manifest for others. And and as I mentioned before we started recording, whatever you desire for yourself, want it more for others. You know, Wayne Dyer speaks about that all the time. So when it comes to wealth, like now is I'm manifesting everything for my husband. It's like, he's getting all the extra hours, the extra money, the extra this, the extra that. And I'm obviously I'm, I'm earning money, but still I, I don't earn consistent. I don't earn consistent, whatever it is each month. And I'm, I'm okay with it now. Like I don't, I don't, that sometimes that little, you know, imposter syndrome will kick in and, mm-hmm. oh, you should be doing more and you should be doing this and there should be more stuff on your website and you should be posting more videos and you should be doing this. And and then I, I kind of feel like the overwhelm because the graph of me goes, whoop, and I stop it before it goes to, you know, to overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And I just, again, similar to what you do, I just look at what I have. I've got this beautiful home that we're renting right now because we can't buy until we've got residency. It's filled with all of my beautiful things. I do all my clients in this room. We live in a four bedroom detached house. We've got a huge garden. I'm like, you know, so even though I'm not where I want to be financially and where I desire to be living arrangements, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's the big difference of, where you want to be to where you're meant to be. And it just, yeah, there's, there's definitely things for me to, me to unpack because my parents have just left. They've been here for a month and because I hadn't seen them for the longest of times when I left, it's funny how you see your behaviors more in them when you haven't seen them for like 10 months, they were here for a month. And I said to my husband, Oh wow. God, I'm like my dad in this way. Oh God, I'm like my mum in this way. And I love them so much. They're so supportive and they work hard and they love us. My, me and my sister, they love us so much. But I just can find myself like just in certain belief patterns and behaviors where I think, okay, I need to work on that. So yeah, just when it comes to earning money and taking taking money from someone for a service, especially in, in the work we do, Alison, it's... Mm-hmm. You know, I remember someone said, oh, it was years ago, someone said uh, it was a lady who was doing a live video and she said about if you're if you're a healer and you're doing spiritual work, you should not charge anything. Whoa. And I was like, oh, never listen to her again. <laughs> <laughs> and I get why she said it, you know, because she, she went into she went into a bit of Jesus's work and 
But then when you actually look into history, Jesus was one of the wealthiest men, like, in his town. But he had, like, gold, like, you know, he had, what's the other word that she said, um, the other woman that we did the history on, she said, Jesus was very, very wealthy. The thing is, he would just give and give and give and give and give. <laughs> but he was wealthy and not just wealthy in money, he was wealthy in so many other things. Apparently he had, like, chests with, like, just wealth like gold and coins and everything like this so when we think of it in that way it's like he was going out spreading word and messages and he was one of the wealthiest people to ever live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it comes to money in whatever whatever it is you do because it isn't it funny how we can go work for someone and we can slave all day nine to five not be happy and just wait for that paycheck every month not mm-hmm. feel fulfilled when we do something that we are for fulfilling ourselves we are healing people helping people supporting people guiding people we find it harder to take money from them and we feel guilty well well it's because of all of the all of the limiting constraints that society has on us about our ability and our deservingness around money and they're like society and college and university like prepare somebody to be an employee not for somebody to be an entrepreneur And so like, they want us to be like obedient little cogs in the industry machine or the, you know, the, the company machine. And those are important positions to be filled. So I'm not trying to discount that at all, but, but like, that's the thinking. It's why so many people stay so unfulfilled for so long in these jobs, because they've just been programmed to just like clock in, do your time, clock out, gather a paycheck. But where we're we're wired a little bit differently, where we want to create our own hours and we want to have our own sense of freedom and we want to create something new in the world because it's us. Um, we have all of this messaging that's that not only comes straight through us, but through our, our ancestors and DNA and like all of that that tells us, you know, we can't we can't do this. Who do we think we are with you know charging or whatever? But when you understand that money is energy and everything is energy. So money is energy as well. And in order for somebody to your point, let's, let's talk about spirituality. Let's talk about healing. I do a lot of that in my work as well. Like, why do we need to charge for it? Well, because we want them to have skin in the game. We want them to invest in their own healing and in their own journey and in who they are becoming. And so we actually cheapen the experience for that other person. If we're like, oh, no, 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 never mind that I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in my own education and skilling up in my own healing arts and in the way that I present the information and the experience that I want to curate for my for my clients. Well, we'll just discount all of that. We're not going to make you have to pay, make the same sacrifices or be in that same level of investment. There's no longer an equal exchange of energy that's going on. And, and also I think it, I think on a spirit to spirit level, it's actually quite insulting because we're telling them, I don't believe that you can actually come up with the money that I require for my services. So I'm just going to like dumb myself down or my services. I'm going to devalue myself because you probably can't get there. And, and, and we don't ever want to, like, we would never say that to somebody, but when we're feeling guilty for exchanging, exchanging money for an experience or exchanging money for like whatever reason that like, that's what we're telling them on an energetic level. 
And so an, another way that you can get out of guilt is understanding, like not just understanding, like we have to embody this because cognitively we get this. We get that we're in an abundant universe and there is so much for everyone. And just because you have more does not mean you took from somebody else. It doesn't mean that they have less because you had more, but look at how well the bullies that were your age programmed you. You felt guilty because you had more than them. And you didn't do anything for it. And now there's something shameful about daddy providing for you and your parents loving you and wanting to have these amazing experiences that they had, that they had worked and created so that your family could experience that. And now you have to hide that because other people are shaming out of jealousy, out of envy, out of their belief that they can't do what they see you being able to do. And it's part of the dark side of human nature that we have. But, you know, and, and I know you've done so much work around this and I applaud you for that. Absolutely. Like I didn't know. I know there is, there's definitely more to do there. And you know, there always is. And so like, I'm always, I'm going to be continually healing my money story because on this planet, we don't arrive. And I think you'll always be healing parts of your money story as well. Tiny little parts now. Like, I think this is just real fine tuning for you at this point and for me as well. But we're never going to arrive, quote unquote, because that's not what we're designed to do here on this planet. We're here to grow. We're here to expand, which is the role of money. So if money is currency and everything is energy and money is energy, then there's only one purpose for money and it's to help us grow. We live in a universe of expansion and we will always be called upon to grow. And so money is here to assist us in expressing ourselves more fully, in experiencing greater amounts of joy. It is literally here to help us grow. And what people want money to do is make them feel safe and comfortable and secure. And that is not the purpose of money. So money has to have a purpose in order for it to come. So if you're like, oh, well, I just want to have enough money so that I never have to worry about paying my bills again. You will never, ever, ever have enough money to get you out of worry. If you've made money your source, if you've, if you've given money, the job to make you feel safe and secure, you can have three commas in your account. You could have billions and you're still not going to feel safe and secure because now you're going to be afraid that you're going to lose it because that's a a property of money. Money enhances who you already are. So if you're scared that you're going to lose money when you don't have a lot of it, you're going to be even more scared to lose it when you have a lot of it. So we've got to let money do what it is meant to do, which is meant to help us to grow. Money is a channel. It's not source. So when God and universe is source and money is just a channel, now we have the balance correct. We've got our sights on the right thing. That That's why we don't freak out when, when a, a money channel dries up. We're like, oh, but I'm, I'm connected, literally connected to limitless supply all the time. And I'm safe. Yeah, yeah. And so more channels are going to open up to me, but money is here so you can grow. Money is here so you can experience more joy. It's so you can take those amazing holidays. I'm taking my family. I've got four children and we, and I'm taking them to holiday to Italy for two weeks and I don't travel cheap. And so (laughs) it is a lot of money right now. But when I, so, so I'm going to switch gears for just a second. Cause you had mentioned about like working hard, like you got to work hard for your money and you don't, you just have to work aligned. You got to work aligned, which is why I love you so much that you're like, when you tell yourself, oh, I should do this and I should do this and I should do this. And then the overwhelm builds and then you knock that overwhelm down. 
But that's so important because you're not aligned. When your brain is shooting all over you, you're definitely not aligned. Not You're not aligned to growth anyway. You're aligned at that point to scarcity and push through and hard work and hustle and all of that. And that's just so gross. Yeah. It's such gross energy to try to work in. And so the best thing that you can do in that is to do nothing. Like you said, you like, you don't do anything, which is so good. Then you get aligned. How would I like to feel? I want to connect with flow right now. And what I would like to do is pull 30,000 us dollars to me so that I can pay for this Italy trip in cash in full all up front. Cause I don't want it haunting me afterwards by putting it on a card. And I don't need to do that anyway. Not if God's my source, not if limitless supply I have access to. All right. So what do I feel? aligned to you right now? What makes me feel really excited? What lights me up about how I can put more value into the marketplace so that I can pull more money to me? And so like when you were talking about like making consistent amounts of money, like that's what I do to have five figure and six figure months is I get aligned. What do I want to create? What's the purpose for this money? And I'm telling you, Pip, like I have to be really on it when my, when I'm thinking, well, if I just had, if I just saw like 250,000 in my account, then I feel so good because I can make payroll and I could do this. And then I was like, oh crap, I made money source again. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. What's the purpose? The purpose is That's to a big other switch for me. Yeah. I need yeah. to switch that because I do the yeah. same. Like I'm not, I want all these amazing things. You know, I want all these amazing holidays and I want all this. I want, I've got this beautiful, I need to do my dream board again. I've not done my dream board for a while. And it's sorry to cut in. It was just because when you were saying it, I was like, that's the switch I need to do is that when when I see my bank balance coming down, I'm like, oh, oh, I, I need to push more events out. I need to do this. And, and, and I go, and it, it makes me feel, oh, and, I, and the next minute I start getting anxious and I'm like, uh-huh. not gonna have enough at the end of the month. And it's that, it's going into lack mindset. Yeah. And it just, it, oh, it makes me feel, it's just, again, not aligned. I just feel out of whack completely. Yes. Yes. And so don't do it like that is God. That is your angels. That's your intuition telling you, okay, you're on the wrong course because even if you have the greatest event on the planet, because you're not aligned to the experience you want to have, it's, it's going to fall short of what you actually want. And so, so I'll pull back and be like, all right, I want flow. I want this to feel light. So when it feels, when it feels heavy to me and then when I'm like, oh, then I know like, that's my intuition saying, no, 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 no. Set that down, connect back to flow. All right. Connect to expansion, connect to the limitless supply that you have access to all the time. If you'll just allow it. And that's the other thing is like allowing and then being detached. So like in order, so I was successful in pulling that money to me and it was really fun and it came really quickly, but I had to be detached from whether or not it came. So when my mind would be like, what if nobody takes this offer? I'm like, well, then something else will open up, but I'm aligned to this right now. So I'm just going to continue to follow this. What if, what if five people don't come in? Well, maybe five people won't come in. I don't know. I don't know, but I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I have to offer this because I feel aligned with that. And that feels really fun to me. And then I'm just going to follow the nudges. I call them nudges or pings. Like if anybody comes to my mind, like I'll reach out to them and, and see how they're doing and see if this makes sense for them right now. Like what, like, what do I want to create and who do I want to touch and whose life do I want to bless, including my own, including my own, because we get to be part of that double blessing. It's so, so important that we allow ourselves to be part of that blessing. And it's not just, oh, I want to make all this money to help other people. 
Um, no, because if your life is a disaster, but you're helping all these other people, what good is the money to you? The money is here to bless That's you, and to help yeah. you grow as well, and to help you further your own potential and to your own expansion. So let it bless you as well. It's meant to. And, and then I, I, I know you're deserving as well. I deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I do not subscribe to work hard any longer. I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that any longer. I don't subscribe to hustle. I subscribe to alignment. I will work aligned. And if I'm not aligned, then I can't work because it won't work the way I want it to. I like energy is so powerful. Energy is everything. Energy is everything. My favorite Einstein quote. And I know we have to, I know we have to wrap up here soon. It's, there's no rush. Like I'm, I'm happy to keep going. If you're happy to keep going. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. You just there's cut still, me there's off. Still load, there's still loads of avenues I want to go down. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm happy to keep going. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. My favorite Einstein quote is this, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency to the reality you want, and you cannot help, but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. So I know that if I'm feeling lack and if I'm feeling like I need to push and I need to go fast and I need to hustle, then I already know that my frequency is not aligned with the frequency of the reality that I desire. And, and what we try to do is pull our dreams down to us, to our level, and they won't come to our level. They can't. They have a very specific frequency. And so we are required to match our frequency to the frequency of our dreams. And that means we have to let go of lack. We have to let go of, of even whether that thing we want is going to come to us or not. That's called detachment. That's called surrender. We have to be willing to do that. We have to be willing to get psychologically uncomfortable because our dreams will, will always require us to be a different person from who we are today. And it requires us to get uncomfortable. And most people won't do that. And then they are really irritated or they're confused about why money doesn't come to them easily. It's because you won't, you won't let it and you won't do what's required in order for those floodgates to open so that money can come to you easily and in very large amounts. But, but it's, I mean, it's work. Like I, please, I subscribe to work. Work is such a powerful ethic. It's a powerful principle. God doesn't want to be your butler. He wants to be your partner. Yeah. And so, so like, I mean, I've, I've had those windfalls where money has just dropped into my lap before, which have been such wonderful miracles. But the ones that I really love is when I have gotten a download of, of an idea that just lights me up. And then I do what I can do in ease and in flow and in joy. And then I, and then I let God come in and see what he makes of all of it. Like that makes me feel so powerful because God wants to co-create with me. He doesn't want to just drop everything into my lap because he knows how much I'll learn. He knows the confidence and the certainty that will grow in me. He knows that I'll be an even more powerful instrument in his hands to bless others that are on this planet. Like there is, there's is so much more to that co-creation rather than just, okay, God, I'm open. Shower we, me with it. Though he does that from time to time as well. Yeah. I, it's a few things are coming to mind with all that because it, it's how I'm kind of feeling into now is I used to like see other coaches and healers and you know whatever doing certain things and I'd be go oh I need to do it I need, I need to do this I need to do this I, and I'd sit with it and I, I'd get amazing ideas honestly I'm full of ideas I have because so, my human design is generator so I'm constantly oh, generating yeah, yeah. <laughs> ideas all the time I have to kind of pick the ones that really resonate at the time yes. and 
sometimes I've like set up a membership and you know I've only had like one person in and I just I've just beat myself up about it and I go it's but then I realize my higher self goes it's one person it's one person you're helping and then uh six weeks ago randomly I decided to set up just a Monday night meditation and breathwork session online on zoom with people in New Zealand and instantly I got eight people on there they've stuck with me each week and that was just like off a whim I just I didn't I didn't put any much effort in I just set up a Facebook group I posted in a couple of the Facebook groups locally say I'm running uh, monthly uh, weekly meditation classes for ten dollars you can pay for the month cheaper if you want to and people just loved it and I've just set up an event to do here in my home next month and it just feels like effortless like the work that because I think sometimes we can get trapped in that it needs to be perfect. I need to set up a big landing page and do 10 Mm -hmm. pages of writing. And that to me just doesn't fulfill me. I'm like, I don't want to write 10 pages of why you should hire me, why you should work with me. I know it's important to have, you know, have things on your website to entice people and to show people what you do, but it's just the things that don't make me feel like make me feel dread if that makes sense like if I, if huh? I feel like I need to do something and it's it's like I'm dreading to do it I'm like I don't want to do that I'd rather have meaningful conversations with people like I'm, I'd happily call a, a potential client have a co- have a conversation with them and give them my time give them my love give them my you know my energy and that means more to people doesn't it instead of just going here's a website let me know what you yeah. think well, yeah, because you're giving what we're craving, which is connection. Yeah. Like, so, so when I had that idea of, so my idea was to coach five people privately for three months for a certain amount of money, they would just get Voxer access to me. And it's something that I had never done before. And I was like, well, that sounds fun as long as it's the right person. So I was like, all right, I'll do a couple of like one minute Facebook lives or Facebook, you know, six minute Facebook lives or whatever. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll do some emails like, because it just came really quickly to me. But what it came down to was who would I love to work with? And then I reached out to them. So it didn't come from a landing page. It didn't come from well, a couple of them saw my Facebook videos. And so they were like, oh, I'm interested. So that worked, which was wonderful. But nobody came in off an email. I didn't do a landing page. I, we didn't order forms. So it'd be easy for people to pay. Like, and that, and that took like 10 minutes if, yeah. and, but, but what it came down to was those personal conversations and me being completely unattached from whether they said yes or no. And it was just, Hey, does, what are you up to? Can I help? Oh, it was, it was fantastic. Well, there's two things that I'm that have been coming up for me for the last few months. And I'm always wanting to learn new things and study new things. And, you know, my husband is really supportive. He's very spiritual too. And he's he loves my work. He just he's, you know, loves everything I do. So I trained under Dolores Cannon for QHHT and I love doing that. But then I want to learn feng shui and I want to learn something else. And then I want to learn this. And I'm like, do I need to stop and just be in, in like presence? But then I'm like, I, I, but then I start to, this is how I live my life is that I'm very impulsive. That's my human design. I'm very mm-hmm. just, I see it and I want it. And mm-hmm. I know that life on earth is very, very short. And I always think, imagine getting to my nineties and going, oh, all those things I studied, I spent thousands of dollars on the, all these things, but I know this, I know, I know this, I know that. But also 
without having to go and study these things, I find that I don't actually need to study them because there's I've been into people's homes and done clearings and I've I've just naturally done feng shui in the home because I know bits and I've learned things. Mm-hmm. So there's always that little bit of am I doing the right thing? I want to increase my toolbox and my modality so I can help more people. But also when I'm when I'm in a state of lack, so when I go into that state of I'm I'm in lack, which can happen, you know, or happens to all of us, yep. is yep. I'm how how do I word this now? How would I say it in my head? I'm scared to just niche down into one thing because I'm scared I'm going to miss out on people, if that makes sense. So does that make sense? So my my business coach uh, said said to me, let's just let's just remove niche from from your vocabulary. Let's just remove niche, and let's let's move into what Pip loves. You know what 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 can Pip help? Because the thing is, I I'm I'm like a fairy godmother. That's what I call myself. I can literally help people with so many different things. Why do I need to niche down? Now I know why niching is important because it can help people to find you and find the right, you know, direct line of you. But also I just, I just feel like there's more for me. Like I don't, I don't want to just sit, sit and just do one thing. Like I, that, that, that bores me. It just, it bores me having uh-huh, to do one yes. thing. So the, there's that element of it, but also I think, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Would you think like, it's just hard it's hard to I think about it all the time I think about it all the time you know like someone will mention like a new modality and I go oh and I'll go and research it and if it resonates but some things are really sticking in my brain recently and I'm thinking okay is that that's that spirit like yes you know putting the purpose that's part of my purpose you see and Mm -hmm. it's um yeah and but then I do know that I I, I can start things and I don't finish them that's one thing I'm working on a lot is that I start things, I get so excited and then I kind of don't finish them. And I'm like, oh, so I think there's part of, I need to finish the things I've already got to finish. I think there, there's a lot of value in that. And I work, and I've worked with a lot of people that have your same kind of energy, really good starters, terrible finishers, because they get bored halfway through. And yet there's something that is really beautiful about the energy of completion um, that that's actually really, really important. And so when you find yourself, like I, I had a client that was like, oh my gosh, the middle is so boring. I just, I hate the middle so much. But so when you realize like, okay, that's my pattern is that I I'm really fired up and then the middle comes and then I'm bored. So then I go on to something else. Well, if I can just realize, Hey, this is a pattern that I have. So what am I going to do to gamify the middle? What am I going to do so that the middle is no longer boring? Because this energy of completion is really, really important to me um, because there does need to, there does need to have that closure. Like that's important that we, that we close loops and things on this, on this planet as well with things like that. And so, and, and also you get, you get more value out of like going all the, you like going all the way through. Oh yeah. When I've got, when I got my QHH certificate, I was like, oh, this is just such a buzz feeling. So there is that like starting something when you finish it, it's that real, you know, it's, oh my God, look, I've just, what, this is what I've just created and I've just done all this and it, so I think there's definitely an addiction to it. There's like, there's, there's an addiction to it for sure. Like, you know, not in a bad way, but like, because you love that high, like I love that Mm -hmm. high, like that, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you create something, that creation, especially being for human design, when I create something, a course, a program, a membership, whatever it is, I get that buzz. But when I created that meditation, that was each week, it was, I was excited, but I wasn't in that real, like, 
it's like we've been doing it six weeks now and I'm still enjoying it. I'm still loving it. And I think that's because it came from just a place of neutral alignment. It wasn't like mm-hmm. I was being overly exerting about it or like, oh, I have to do this. It was just a, it just happened. It just happened so naturally. Mm-hmm. And I think too, people with your human design, like you talk about FOMO, right? Like, oh, there's oh, yeah. all these things that I want to yeah. learn. But if, but if we, if you truly believe that you live in an abundant universe, then there's yeah. no missing out on anything. It, mm-hmm. it like, and that's why I, cause I, like I said, I've had, I've worked with a lot of clients who have the same kind of energy and they get ideas all the time. And I'm like, okay, we'll give them a body, which means yeah. write them down, get them out of your head and onto the paper. And then, all right, which one, which one jumps at you? Well, if they all jump at you at the same, at the same rate, then you can't yeah. go wrong in picking one. So just pick whatever yeah. one either jumps highest to you or pick one. If, if it's all sixes, then just pick one and follow that and follow that with trust that those other opportunities will be around when you're ready for them. But you need to see this one through its completion to have that physical experience with that idea. Cause that's what yeah. we're here to do. We're here to give we're our ideas, fun. physical body. Yeah. 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 And when we get halfway through, it's like, it's, you know, it's like a half baked cake, you know, like who wants to eat a half baked cake? You know <laughs> That's it's, like, it's all battery and gross in the middle. Right. And so we want to want this fully baked idea through its whole creation and, 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 and you won't miss out, you won't miss out on opportunities. And, and so I think that increases trust. It increases trust in your own intuition. It increases trust in yourself that you can finish what you start. It increases trust in the whole process that God's got your back and this opportunity or something even better for you when you're ready for it will be there at the time that you're ready for it. So you don't have to have this frantic scattered kind of energy, which leads to overwhelm really quickly or boredom really quickly. And, and it allows that, like that sense of certainty and confidence that comes from that experience and like pushing your comfort zone in yeah. that way, like getting uncomfortable yeah. with completing things. There's yeah. so much value to that. Yeah, definitely. It was when you mentioned the quote earlier as well, because I, I, Wayne Dyer's mentioned that quote before, and I really love it. And talking about, you know, our dreams one that uh, I have Wayne on my wall here on a picture frame so I always point at him um one one quote that came to mind when you said the quote earlier was Henry David Thoreau quote he says if one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he has imagined he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours and like, I only had it, I, I, I remembered it because I remember a lot of quotes, but I just wanted to read it off in case I messed up a little bit. I was like, oh, I need to just check it's on there. And because like, I'm always quoting Wayne. It's so funny. My, my friends all laugh because I just love him so much. But that one he's mentioned before about, you know, Abraham Hicks talks about this too, about that, you know, the energy and the frequency of things. And I think sometimes we forget that we forget that, you know, we get to choose, we get to choose how we want to feel. We get to choose what we desire we get to choose what we want to create in this life and you know sometimes I'll 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 want I'll desire things and then I'll think I'm always torn because because I'm because I'm doing all this spiritual work and I feel like like Wayne I remember Wayne you've you've heard of Wayne Dyer haven't you know he's you know about his work so I know Wayne like so so well in personal and in his work and he kind of gave all of his things away and he moved to Maui with like literally nothing 
And it kind of gets me thinking, you know, all this stuff that we have in the house, all this stuff, you know, it's just stuff. And I and I kind of went through a phase where I went into like a really deep sense of I don't really need anything. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. I'm not going to manifest anything. No, just leave it. Like I'm happy as it is. Bit like a bit like a sage would or like a, a guru or something. You're like like a or a Tibetan monk just to just live like you know. And I thought uh-huh. I'm not I'm not here to be that in this life. I'm not here to be that. So I'm trying to be something that I'm not meant to be, you know. And when I think about it. You know, all these things I desire excite me. You know, I want to have a baby soon. Like I want to, I want to birth my own children. I want to have a boat so I can take it on the ocean. I want nice cars. You know, I want a lovely home. I want a pool. I want a hot tub. You know, all those things. And, I, and I've <laughs> got to stop feeling guilty for wanting them, you know? So that's definitely something for me to, uh, to sit with and do my dream board. Cause it's still sat in my bedroom waiting for me to put all the beautiful things on it. Well, and here's the beautiful thing about our desires and why we can trust them. I, I believe that our desires are given to us from God. It's, mm-hmm. and it's why our desires are so unique. Um, but then we crush them, right? Because now it means I'm better than somebody else, or I think I'm better than somebody else, or why should I have a nice car when somebody else, you know, like all of those, all of those programs start coming up. But I, I like traveling nice and traveling in style and staying in luxurious places is is something I love. That's one of my desires and people have an opinion on that and they get to have an opinion on that. And I get to not be bothered by that opinion because what, like, I don't value a pool. Like, I don't care whether I have a pool or not, but clearly like you want a pool, you want a hot tub. That's one of your desires. And I, and I recognize that in you and I support that in you. And that's not my desire, but you want to have experience experiences in that you want to you want to be able to create memories with that you want to have you want to be in that vibration that that new car and that beautiful home will literally pop you in if you will allow it and here's here's the thing about desire so not only do I believe they're God-given but I think that because of that and we're pulled to it we actually have a natural ability to be able to manifest that and to be able to create that in our life and I also believe that we have a sacred obligation to do that And God will help us and our angels in the universe and like our guides, like all that, like they will help us. The universe conspires to help us. The universe is friendly to our needs. Nature wants what we want. In fact, more than we want it for ourselves. And, And the way that we are, especially as women, when we follow our desire and we let ourselves be filled up it's effervescent and it just like bubbles out of us. And so then we want to share it with others. Like you don't want to have a pool and a hot tub just so that you you and you alone are going to go in it, (laughs) right? You want to have really great conversations with other people in there and you love water and you want to have the boats. You can have that experience with other people out in the ocean. And, and so it blesses other people. And I think that that's true too, is like, just instead of just saying what you desire is going into those feelings again, because I'm the same as you I want to be able to travel with luxury like I we've we've done that with my parents and we've stayed in like balcony rooms on cruises and we've stayed in these beautiful villas in in Orlando and you know for my husband and and I and his two his two boys my stepchildren and my future children I want to be able to have that where I can take them to Italy or take them to states or take them anywhere in the world and have this luxury you know because like you said you're going to get to 80 90 years old and look back at your life and they're all the memories that you're going to sit with and say 
I'm so glad I did this. I'm so glad yeah. I could take my grandchildren here. And I'm so glad I could go to visit Tahiti. Like Tahiti's on my list because it's only up, it's like two hour flight from here. And I want to go to Hawaii and I want to stay in the luxury hotels in Hawaii because my husband spent a lot of time in Hawaii. And, you know, all these, you don't have to have a reason why is in such. Like you don't have to explain why you want it. Mm-hmm. But I think when you said like, you know, sitting yourself in that, like I love hosting. I love having people around for dinner. So having a hot tub and a pool, we can go in, you know, and the kids and I will play and I'll have fun. So when you are having your desires, I think it is good to get juicy with like seeing yourself in that, you know, and that that excites me then. And that that's what builds the the energy because you're excited about it. Yes. And we, and when we do it boldly, without apology, without justification, without any of that, what it actually does is it inspires the people it's meant to inspire. It, it, we become, we unconsciously give other people permission to go after their desires as well. And so it's, it's uplifting to everyone. Um, Wallace Waddles wrote a book called the science of getting rich. And, and he's saying that I've not read oh, it yet. Oh, honey, you need to read it. It's life-changing. Okay. It's life-changing. It's a short little book. You can read it in an afternoon. It's amazing. But he says that love finds its most natural and spontaneous expression in giving. And when we don't have the means to give things to people we love, it shuts us down and it does, it does a lot of harm to us. And it really does. I remember feeling so sad that I couldn't give my children the experiences that they wanted, whether it was being part of the basketball team or whether it was taking them on a vacation because we didn't have the money. And I was so lack-minded. Like I cut us off from so many experiences because of my own fears and my own lack mentality. Um, And I look at that version of me with compassion and understanding, but zero tolerance to go back there because I've seen how my children have blossomed as I have gone after my dreams and created these experiences for them. We stayed in a 2,100 square foot penthouse in Hawaii when we went to Maui and I took my whole family and we stayed there and it was glorious and it was such a wonderful experience. And I thought, wow, I created this for my family. Wow. Right on the beach over. Oh my gosh. It was just, it was, it was, it was a miracle. It was a miracle to come from bankruptcy and to come from lack thinking to have this kind of experience. And when I can model that for my children, then I go for those things, even though it scares me. And even though I fail more often than I succeed, but my successes are bigger than my failures. Like it inspires them to do, to do things that make them feel uncomfortable and to go after their dreams. My son loves Japan. He's actually studying Japan in college right now. He's going to, he's majoring in it. He wants to live in Japan. So first he's going to spend a semester abroad. And that's really scary to him. But when he's seen what I have done and when I have, I just have so much support for him in that it gives him the courage to lean into his dreams, which will then give him confidence as he moves forward. Like it's just, it's just this upward. It's like me, it's like me emigrating to New Zealand from the UK. That was scary. Like I was yes. separated from my partner for 18 months and I was but moving here and just creating this life already, like I just, re- you just have, sometimes you have to sit and realize how far you've come and what you've already created. And yes, I just, I just had my dream wedding like in December, and it was all Disney themed because I'm a Disney, I love Disney, and it was like, <laughs> it was the perfect day. It was the perfect day, and I just think sometimes that's like what it's about, isn't it? Is that one day I'll be able to tell my children, look what I did, look what Dad did. You know, we emigrated over here, we moved our life here. You know, so 
when you're confident and you move forward in, into your dreams, it's like your children just like, oh my God, look at mom and dad, they did it. And that's kind of like where I've got my inspiration from with my parents as well, because they, you know, my dad built this amazing business up and he's done so well for himself. And that's within me too. You know, I'm very entrepreneurial. I've got, you know, I've got a very business mind. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's but, literally in your DNA, literally yeah. in your yeah. DNA. Yeah, and I think- there's just, I saying that's why I'm always kind of like wanting to do so much because it's like, I've, I think I've got the capacity to do it because I am so yep. multifaceted. My human design reading said I'm like a chameleon. I can just oh, adapt. Yep. And so that makes sense for me because I've always just want, I just, the root of it is making people feel better, is, is, is leaving people better than I found them, is giving people inspiration, is giving people mm-hmm. that spark, you know, fanning the flames and realizing they have the light within them. But ultimately, yeah. it's just that I'm holding the hand from the sideline or on their path. And that gives me a lot of joy. But how I do that, there's, I can just open a toolbox and think, let's pick out this. Let's pick, you know, and that's I need to remember that when I'm getting these callings to study feng shui, to, you know, study all these different things that I want to do. It's, you know, it's it's very it's, it's coming from a place of I want to help more and I want to, you know, increase my modalities and my value so I can give more value to others. Uh-huh. So you've given a really powerful purpose to money. So money yeah. can now come in to fill that purpose. Mm-hmm. And it could, and the purpose could just be because I want to create an awesome memory. Yeah. And that, and that is a, that is a powerful enough purpose for money to come. Wallace says that the best, the best service that you can give mankind is by making the most of yourself. Yeah. And we need money in order to do that. So when you get money right in your mind and understand that money is here to bless you and it's here to help you grow and it's here for your expansion and that you get your sense of security and your comfort and your safety from your higher power, then it's so much easier to lean into your desires, to trust your desires, to trust that next step and that next step and that next step and just see where it goes. It makes it so much easier to surrender and to let go of any outcome or expectations and be present and just be along for the ride. And not only does your whole life change, but your ripple effect affects the entire planet. Yeah, it does. I love that. I think we should finish on that because that's a beautiful way to end it. <laughs> well, thank I've you. I've loved that here today. It's been beautiful. I've needed it. It's like, I feel like I've had a kick up the bum. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Well, I don't use steel-toed boots, but if you needed a kick up the bum, I'm happy to provide that. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I will put all of the links to find you in the show notes, but where do you mostly hang out, Alison? I mostly hang out on Facebook and I do have a prosperity guide. So if people want some more tools and tips and techniques, like I talked about at the beginning of our, of our episode, you can go to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways. And um, that'll get you as part of my tribe. And um, you can try some more techniques that will get you out of that scarcity, get you out of that, out of doubt and into greater and greater abundance. Yeah. Amazing. I'll put all of those show notes on. And I've just loved talking to you today. Thank you so much for your time and reaching out. Thank you. Thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with your friends and your family. Uh, leave a five-star review. That really helps to get this uh, this show out there with more people and help more people. And you're also serving me when you leave a review and all the guests that are on as well. So take care guys and I'll see you all soon. Bye.
I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.